He's all knowing this part of my story. Not a surprise. Yeah. Corey's past, not a surprise. And in Psalm 139, verse 16, it says, in your book were written all of your days, every one of them, they were formed for me and he knew all of them. There was Mm -hmm. nothing that he didn't know. And I found so much peace in knowing, okay, wait, God wasn't surprised. Hey everyone. Welcome to the Make Life Matter podcast. I'm your host, Angela Donatio, Bible study author, adventure junkie, and founder of Voice of the Voiceless, empowering women in Africa. Join me here every week for inspiring conversations on discovering miracles in life's messy moments. Here's this week's episode. Well, welcome back to your go-to podcast for anyone craving fresh ways to apply God's word to your everyday life. We've had such an amazing year, just spending time together, seeing how our ordinary and even messy moments can become platforms for the miraculous. And today I am with my special guest and friend, Chelsea DeMattis. Chelsea DeMattis is a blogger and the host of the Living With Less podcast. She's an introverted extrovert. I love that. She loves people, but she also needs her space to recharge. I know some of you can totally empathize with that. If you're an Enneagram lover, she's an eight wing wing nine on the Enneagram, and she's a Midwest girl through and through. She lives for the cooler weather, sweaters, and all things cozy, and most of all, all things Jesus. You can find her several times a day, knee deep in a conversation with God. In between those conversations, she's chasing her precious 20-month-old son, Camden, around the house. Well, welcome, Chelsea. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so excited to be here. And like you said, before we started, this is like a full circle moment for us. So this is super awesome. And I just have to brag on you. So before I launched this podcast, I reached out to you to say, Hey, I've been approached by charisma and I'm, you know, super excited, but super nervous. And I had been a guest on your podcast. Mm -hmm. And so, um, just love the way you approached it and your so she coached me, you guys, through this, and, and she was so helpful and instrumental. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And your yes. podcast is amazing. We'll talk about that in a minute. But for people who don't know you, just tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you're from, all those fun things. Yes. Okay. So as you said, I'm a wife and a mama. So my husband's name is Corey. We've been married just over five years. Uh, by the time this airs, though, we will be coming up on our sixth wedding anniversary. Yay. So that is so exciting. And my son is, as you said, we are in the season of the two-year-old stage and I love being at home with him. That's been such a blessing and one where I have learned so much about God's heart for us and what it means to really love like him, especially in those moments that are super challenging. But I've also just seen, I don't know, just so many beautiful things through Camden's eyes that I know I would miss without being home with him. So I've loved that. I am also a devotional writer for iBelieve.com and crosswalk.com. That's been a really cool, fun thing to do. And then we live in the sweetest little suburb right outside of Columbus, Ohio. I love that. I feel like we're 20 minutes from everything. So if you can think of Columbus, it's a very busy city, but we get to live in like a quieter little nook of it. And then I serve on our church's women's ministry team. I help um, plan all the events. I love event planning. So that's been such a fun, like place to just serve and lead there. And then I also co-lead middle school girls. And then, as you said, I have the living with less podcast where we'll talk about that in a little bit, but 
I just love the people that I've gotten to meet and you being one of them. That's how we first got connected. And it's just been such a blessing. So that's a little about me. I love it. And tell me for a second, for anyone who's listening, especially if you're a young mom, mm. um, how do you balance? What's a, what's maybe one mm. tip you can share that's helped you to balance, you know, the, the precociousness and the schedule of a two-year-old and finding ways to be knee deep in conversations mm. with God. I would love to see how you've kind of navigated that. Well, I will say the Lord gave me a perfect example right before we had this conversation. So we have had a really rough morning this morning, right? Leading up to nap time, lots of meltdowns. I was on the verge of tears and at nap time, we go up there and I sit in the chair and literally I just started talking so loudly over him being fussy. And I was like, Lord, we need you. We both need you. And so I find myself, whether it's in a moment of kind of chaotic stuff going on, or even in like the sweet things, I'll stop and just be like, Lord, thank you. Or Lord, we need you. We need your peace. And so truly, I just find it as one of my mentors said, she's like, Jesus is always inviting you in. You just need to show up. And so it's just constantly all throughout the day, showing up and engaging in that conversation with him when it's good and bad. I find some people go to him, you know, when, when things are really good or when things are really bad. And I've just found that, no, I need to go to him and all of it. So that's so insightful. And also I, I think we tend to compartmentalize mm-hmm. once I've put him to bed and once this is done, you know, then here's my little block. And, and what I love about what you're saying is it's, it's a, it's not necessarily an either or, or somehow mm-hmm. they're on opposite ends of the seesaw. It's just this big mashup of your life yes. of Jesus, you need to show up all the time. You know what I mean? Yes. I love that. The mashup. Yes. Inviting him into all the, and you're also, Camden's hearing you. He's Mm -hmm. hearing you say those Mm -hmm. things. So his little ears, his little heart, his little spirit are already realizing that in any moment we can just Mm -hmm. reach out and call on the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. I love that. Mm -hmm. And you've talked a little bit even on your Instagram and, and your podcast that we'll get to about showing up. I've seen you say Mm -hmm. that just the power Mm -hmm. of showing up with our messiness and our, you know, good days, bad days, you're, mm-hmm. you're honest. One of the things I feel like the Lord has just really put on my heart. Um, it was actually right before I ended up getting sick and then my son got sick and it was nothing terrible, but it was just not something I really wanted to deal with at the moment. And it was like the night before I ended up getting sick, he put just show up and I'll take care of the rest. That's mm-hmm. what I felt on my heart. And that has just, like you said, that's kind of been a constant theme for me. And when I look back on my life, I see where even in the moments where I didn't quite know what showing up meant, he was teaching me that even when I didn't know what that meant at that point. Mm-hmm. And so that's just been something I can see him just weaving in and out of my whole story. And let's talk a little about your story. Um, yes. You know, we, we, we talk here on the podcast about making your life matter. And we're going to mm-hmm. talk about the ways you've been doing that through your, through your podcast, especially. Mm-hmm. But I also talk about ways we've, we've seen God show up in our lives mm-hmm. in miraculous ways, even through, uh, I, I call them messy moments, but sometimes mm-hmm. that's minimizing the severity. <laughs> messy can be everywhere from a, a small situation to something that was just absolutely life-changing and deeply Mm -hmm. impacting. So I know that you've come through some of those seasons in your life, and I know there's one in particular you're going to share Mm -hmm. with us today. So I just wanted to let you just kind of talk about what 
that was like for you when mm-hmm. you went through a, a tough, a tough season and how you saw God show up for you? Okay. So I know I had shared with you before this, I have not really shared this part of my story. And when I was praying just over the message and the premise of your podcast and what you do, I was like, Lord, I want to share something that is really meaningful to whoever's going to listen here. And I really felt him put on my heart that it was time to crack open that part of my story and sharing that my husband was previously married before we had met and me having to walk through this season that I didn't know was going to be so hard of being the second wife. And I say that with air quotes because I know that's not how God sees me, but that's not how I felt in the moment. So Mm -hmm. to kind of back up in the story. So my husband had been previously married in his early twenties and his wife had left him. And we met about four years after that season for him. And so I knew about, you know, him walking through that divorce and him walking through that season and bless him. He was like, so kind to me about everything, like sharing everything with me and just wanting me to like totally be on board that he had been married before and all of those things. And I was fine with it. I felt clarity in it. We went through, we actually went through pre-engagement counseling. I would tell anybody to do that. We went through pre-engagement, premarital. We talked through all of these things and I felt at peace about it. It did not bother me. It was something that had happened before I had known him. And then I know we had talked about this too, right before we got on, you know, then once we got married, now we're one and it's like the enemy just came after me with this whole, you're second. God made you second. God made you be the second wife when no little girl is dreaming that she's going to get married to somebody that had been married before. And like, obviously the enemy is so condescending and so full of condemnation and just making me miss the blessing and the eternal blessing of me and Corey getting to be together. Mm. And when I was putting all this together and just thinking about when this started, like what was the enemy doing to me? I thought of in Genesis three, when the enemy, the serpent went to Eve and he fed her the lie that God was withholding something from her. God was doing something to hurt her intentionally. Like that's what was probably going on in her mind. And I think about me and that's what I felt like. I felt like God, why would God make me the second wife? You know, God knows my insecurities. God knows how hurt I've been by previous men and other relationships. And you would make me a second wife. And I, oh my gosh, Angela, I wrestled with that and wrestled with that. And finally it got to the point where, um, I had started, I reached out to our marriage counselors and I said, can I just come do counseling with you guys by myself? Like Satan at this point has me so convinced that the Lord did this to me, that this was a hurtful thing that God would withhold something so sacred to me. And they met with me and I mean, I met with them. I think every Sunday for months, they would meet with me before church service. And we just really worked through healing and processing through that. But one of the things that I thought was so incredible that they did with me was they connected me with an older woman who literally shared the same story. I mean, to a T and she started getting coffee with me every single month. And she started walking me through the healing process of seeing that God didn't do anything to me. Yes. He permits things. Everything is sifted through his hands, but 
I have learned, and I know we'll dig into this a little bit more here, but I have learned so much about who God is and his character Mm. through walking through that healing. And so that's just, this has been such a, it feels like in some ways a small part of my story, but it was when I was at the beginning of my faith journey, I had been saved. I think I gave my life to Christ two years before, two and a half years before this whole thing started to unfold. And so I was a really new believer. I did not know God's word. It was not really written on my heart. I was in Bible study, but these people were walking me through God's word and walking me through who God says I am. And I just was able to, I can look back now and see that I learned so much about him through him, allowing what happened to happen. Mm. Wow. That's so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. I just feel like even honored that you would you know, just entrust this part of your story to me and to our listeners. And I'm just thinking about people that you, you, you hit on a couple of key things. First of all, the enemy still operates that same way, right? Mm-hmm. In Genesis three, he's, he's a lot of things, but he's not creative. He just kind of keeps Amen. doing the same yes. thing. And what he wants us, especially whether you're a man or a woman listening, but what he wants us to believe is that somehow God is holding out on us and maybe everybody else was worthy of God's first and Mm -hmm. and somehow we got looked over and we were not. And Mm -hmm. I, and I find it interesting that you knew this beforehand. It wasn't like a Mm -hmm. bomb was dropped on you after you were married, Mm -hmm. but something about actually being married then Mm -hmm. flipped a switch. And instead Mm -hmm. of being angry necessarily at Corey, you were more, angry and disappointed and bitter. Oh, I was so mad at the Lord. I was so mad at him. And, you know, I remember sitting there thinking on several occasions, again, I was like, why on earth would you make me second? Like, why would you do that to me? You know? And I was like wrestling with that. And some of the places I really felt him like walk me through in scripture. Cause I told you, you know, this was at the beginning of my faith. So like, Hmm. I didn't really know his word and all of that, but he was walking me through places of showing me like he's all knowing. This part of my story, not a surprise. Yeah. Corey's past, not a surprise. And in Psalm 139, verse 16, it says, in your book were written all of your days, every one of them, they were formed for me and he knew all of them. There was mm-hmm. nothing that he didn't know. And I found so much peace in knowing, okay, wait, God wasn't surprised. He mm-hmm. wasn't surprised by this. He permitted it. He allowed it. And then he started like, un like, what am I trying? I'm thinking like untucking, showing me these layers. He was peeling back of who he says I am. And I remember, I think it was one of my mentors in Bible study at that time. We were doing some Bible study that was going through first and second Peter and first Peter two, four says that we're chosen and precious in his sight. And he Mm -hmm. showed me that he looks at me. He does not see all of my sin or second wife. None of that is labeled on my head, but he sees me as chosen and precious. First Thessalonians five, five was another verse that it was one of my first ones to ever learn from a Bethmore Bible study. And it's that I'm a child of light. Mm-hmm. I'm not of darkness. And so when he looks at me, he sees my child. Mm-hmm. And so he was showing me all of these things that I'm like, no, this is who you say I am. This is mm-hmm. how you see me. You don't see me with all of the stuff that causes me pain and the things that the enemy is trying to use in my life to, you know, manipulate what God's truth is. Mm, that's and good. So, that's really right. key right there. The enemy manipulates God's truth 
And I think even if someone hasn't been through the same experience that exactly that you have, Mm -hmm. there's so many things, especially as women that we carry Mm -hmm. that like they, they can't see you. I can see you, but you literally wrote like on your forehead, Mm -hmm. second class wife. Mm -hmm. And I think there are so many things that we tend to write on ourselves. Mm -hmm. I even talked about labels that we wear in my second Bible study, fearless, that Mm -hmm. we wear these labels. They get so stuck to our spirit. We can't even separate them from our identity. And what you're addressing Mm -hmm. is really is God had to redefine my identity. This Mm -hmm. is who I really am. And how often we put second class anything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because of whatever decision we made or something that was done to us. I mean, I can't even count how many women Chelsea feel second class to God. And if Mm -hmm. we believe that about ourselves, think about it. If we believe that we're second class, then we will settle for less Mm -hmm. than what God's talking about living with less. We'll settle for less than God's best, right? Because we don't think we're worth more than that. That's a powerful revelation. And I would like to know through all of that, you're talking about how God taught you so many things. Mm -hmm. What are some of the things you've, you've elaborated a little bit on it, but some ways Mm -hmm. that you saw God working a miracle. You mentioned Mm -hmm. counseling. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm a firm advocate of it. You also mentioned mentoring by another woman and how powerful this connection can be in relationship. But what are some other ways that that you saw miracles in the middle of, of kind of this tough season you went through? So the two biggest things that I, looking back now that I see in that season, first one was I cannot look through my worldly sinful lens at my husband, at my circumstances, at my neighbor's circumstance, at people at church. Like God calls us to look at the world and especially my husband. I mean, that's the closest relationship that I will have next to my relationship with the Lord. I'm supposed to look at my husband through this eternal lens. And I've realized for me, because I struggle with grace, grace is an area of my life that I think he is going to constantly be chiseling away at me that I just have such a hard time with that, showing it to people. I'm so thankful that I have God's grace, but it's so hard for me to show it. And I've seen, especially within my marriage, God has shown me through all of this that I'm supposed to look at Corey through a lens of grace always. Mm. And so that was one of the biggest things he taught me. But then the other thing that I loved, as I had said, I really didn't know God's word when I was going through this, but John 10, 27 has become like a life verse of mine. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And it follows up. in I think verse 20 about how nobody can snatch us out of the Lord's hands. Mm. And I love that story because number one, it was Jesus's words. He spoke those words. And so there's so much comfort in that, but I actually got to live that before I knew what that Bible verse was. Hmm. And so I remember coming across that verse, um, in Priscilla, Priscilla Shire's, um, armor of God study. And I read that and I was like, I lived it. I saw wow. him do this. I saw him teach me this. I saw him help me learn what his voice sounded like in my life. I, I watched him show me how to stand on his truth. And me needing counseling and mentorship through this, I had to rest in what God's will was. And that was in getting help at that point. And it was just so cool to see that, A, he'll confirm everything in his word. But sometimes we will live out what his word says before we even know what it says, right? Mm, I love that. Oh, my gosh. And I remember just thinking in that season especially Molly was the woman's name where um, she really mentored me and shepherded me through that and had, I mean, the same story 
as me. And she was, I think Molly's like 15 years older than me. But you want to talk on someone about someone loving on you and checking in on you. And when I think about um, God just used her to like shepherd me through that season. Mm-hmm. So John 10, 27, just like I lived it and it was so cool. Mm-hmm. Because really through this, what you're saying is you were, we all have voices we hear. We hear God's Mm -hmm. voice. We hear the enemy's voice. We hear Mm -hmm. our own voice Mm -hmm. and our own voice is pretty loud sometimes, but you know, you're identifying that you had to, the more you understood God's voice, Mm -hmm. how he saw you and how he wanted you to see Corey, Mm -hmm. your marriage, your relationship, because really the enemy was trying to steal and rob from you this beauty of a relationship, mm-hmm. the more you could hear God's voice, the more you recognize, wait a minute, that's mm-hmm. the enemy's voice. Mm-hmm. I don't need to listen to that. Mm-hmm. And I think something else that God really just showed me in all of that is, you know, I can't control, I can't control anything that goes on around me. Mm-hmm. I can't control what my husband did before I knew him. I can't control, I can't control things, but God showed me what I can control is being obedient to him. I can control going to his word. I can control asking and seeking and pressing into wanting to know him more on a deeper level. And through that, I've been able to see again, and I know I've already said this, but God has used the hardship of what my husband walked through. I mean, he's done such amazing things in Corey's life through Mm -hmm. what had happened that I'm like, well, if that didn't happen, I don't know. His faith is way more solid now because that happened to him. Mm. No, God didn't want that for him, but because of someone else's sinful decision, that's what his story was. And then it eked into my story, Mm. but God used it though to show me and to give me this beautiful backdrop too, to knowing him better. And like you said, being able to discern his voice. I love that. I love that visual of a beautiful backdrop. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we want to paint our own backdrop mm-hmm. and create our own backstory. And we don't like some pieces of it and some brush strokes, you know, well, and I have to credit those words. When Wendy Blight came on my podcast, oh, she talked about, amazing. I right? went to Israel with her. Isn't she amazing? I love Wendy ah, so much, but she talked about her story being a beautiful backdrop to the ministry that God's given her. Mm. And I just tucked that away. And I thought, yeah. I mean, isn't that how all of our stories are? I mean, we sit there and I'm like, Lord, this suffering was not very, not very great. (laughs) Not something I would have picked, but he just has built such a foundational um, relationship with me through what I walked through during that time. I love that. And I think it's, it's obvious, especially listening to your podcast that 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 shifted a bit, even maybe some trajectory for you of mm-hmm. determining, listen, I'm going to let, I'm not going to let this pain be wasted. I'm mm-hmm. going to make sure there's kingdom gain mm-hmm. from it. And that, mm-hmm. you know, how am I going to let my life matter and make my life matter through this? And there's so many, so many people that, you know, I encounter that are listening, maybe that they just get stuck in those places. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not easy. You put, you put like, feet to the fire Mm, of that. mm -hmm, You mm -hmm. went to the counseling and you did the hard Mm -hmm. work and you dug into God's word. And we're not saying it's easy, but it is possible to get unstuck from some of those places and move toward a place where now you see that that was, like you said, a brushstroke in what Mm -hmm. God was doing. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about how you've been determined and the choices that you made that are so inspiring for us 
that have, have really directed you toward, you know, having your life matter for the kingdom, especially in the area of the podcast? Mm -hmm. So first of all, like I said, I am just, I'm humbled. I'm grateful. I still sometimes can't believe that the Lord allows me to talk about him on a regular basis to someone that's more than just me and him. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that's just been a really sweet thing. But with the podcast, I, when I became a mom, um, one of the things that really took a back burner was writing. And I'm going to be totally honest. When I had Cam, I think my Bible sat on the bookshelf for nine months, maybe 10. I mean, it was a long time. I can actually still picture the day I opened it up sitting on the couch and he had like just fallen asleep at bedtime. And I thought, yeah, I should probably dust off my Mm. Bible and get in there. Mm. So that would have been like in the summer of 2018, my son turned one. And then it was about a month after he turned one, my dad called me and he was like, I'm very close with my parents. And he called me and he was like, Hey, I'd like to pick you up and take you out for brunch. I need to talk to you about something. And I know you have kids in your twenties. And so even still, I realize I'm almost 30, but he said that to me and I thought, oh my goodness, am I in trouble? Did I do something? You know, what's going on? I'm like a grown up. What's going on? Right. Right? So he takes me out for brunch and he, um, played this, uh, guy's sermon that he did talking about like how God used his situation. That was not one that he would have chosen for himself, but to position him to be doing what God actually wanted him to do. Mm. I should send you his information actually. That's good. And so my dad plays this for me and I was like, I don't understand. And he's like, Chelsea, I miss hearing you talk about writing. And that was one of those things where I'm like, that was totally the Lord speaking through my dad because I used to write all the time. I was always in his word and he was really nudging me to start that. And so I was like, well, Lord, I remember going home. I was like, I'll think about it. I'll pray about it. And I went home and I'm like, well, I can't disobey you, Lord, but I don't know how to have time to do that. I stay at home. I have a little boy. Like, what do you want me to do? And so I just prayed, can I talk about it? And I love to externally process. I love to talk to people about Jesus. And I felt him give me a yes. And so I started really praying about, well, what would you want me to talk about? Because I don't want to just aimlessly talk about Jesus, even though that's fine. And I felt him put the words live with less on my heart. And as I've already said, God's not going to lay something on our heart without backing it up in scripture. Mm. And so I started really praying about, okay, well, what does that, what does that look like biblically speaking in your word? And he took me to John three thirty, And again, I love that it's John the Baptist talking about Jesus. Cause G- I mean, Jesus is our savior, but I have so many tangible moments in my life where I'm like, Jesus, you literally, I can see you rescuing me. And so those words just became so special to me and God just really started peeling back those layers of showing me this is not a podcast or this is not a mission on living with less stuff material. This is about living with less of the things getting in the way of who I'm calling you to be those things inside the things that you still need healing from the things that you don't even know are an issue. And I was praying about this because again, I was like, I'm not even tech savvy. I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, I mean, he has blown my hair back, Mm. just continuing to pave the way. And every single week, every single week, there has been whatever the message has been, has always been something that challenges me, changes me and shapes me. And I've always made it such a point when I prayerfully am going to him about the podcast. And I'm like, Lord, 
this is an audience of one. This is between you and me. And I just pray that it helps point other people to you. And it's been so cool. I mean, you can see my smile beaming. Ah. It has just been so cool to see and to talk to these other women who they are in the throes of the same things or their daughters. I mean, listen, I was the prodigal child to a T and I have, oh, I remember the first time a mom reached out to me about her prodigal daughter and said, wow, this is so encouraging to me to know what your story was and to see what the Lord has done in your life. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is a place for like, I could cry saying it, a place for moms with mm-hmm. rebellious daughters or rebellious sons can come and listen here. And while they may not want to think about their kids doing some of the things that I've talked about, it's the reality for some of them, mm-hmm. but it gives them a place to go. Okay. This is probably what she's walking through. I'm going to pray through this. I'm going to pray these scriptures. And so when I look at it and when I think about, you know, choosing to make my life matter, honestly, to me, that's just being obedient, right? Like God calls all of us to make our life matter on behalf of the kingdom. And I feel like the best, most obedient thing I could have ever done was say, yes, Lord, I will do this podcast. And honestly, what's funny is the nudge started with him wanting me to write. And I was like, I don't have time to write. Well, Mm. I'm writing all the time now. Yeah. Yeah. And so it still has turned into this really amazing thing where he's blended my love for talking about him plus my love for writing. And he, Oh, it's just been so sweet. Mm. It's been so cool. I mean, as a podcaster, I completely relate because it kind of gives you this unexpected gift that every story now leaves an imprint on your heart. It does change you. And Mm -hmm. I, I, there's such power in story. There's such power in us. And then I also think as you're saying that the enemy can make us feel and believe that we're walking through something alone. So mm-hmm. to hear not only someone else's story, but how they got on the other side of it, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, so that's why I always ask people share something that happened to you that was difficult, but mm-hmm. how did you, what, what helped you to get on the other side mm-hmm. of it? Mm-hmm. And you've mentioned showing up, giving mm-hmm. God your obedient. Yes. And mm-hmm. you have to have it all figured out, you know? No. Yes. And then it's, sometimes it's a very scared. Yes. It's a yeah. yes, or it's an unsure. Yes. But then God, you look back and you think, Oh my goodness, look what God mm-hmm. did. Another thing mm-hmm. I love is that you we're in completely different generations and you know, you're 29, right? Almost. Yes. Almost. So you're 28 yes. and I probably 29 by 10 years. I'm over <laughs> just a little tiny bit over 50, which felt really crummy putting that big five in front of my, my, you know, after my name, but two different generations using Mm -hmm. the same medium to Mm. speak and share Mm -hmm. about the love of God. And I, I love that God is using, um, women of all different ages and generations Mm -hmm. to share, uh, you know, what do you think about that? And, and, and how have you seen kind of like, this arc of podcasting and how, and, and just what it's doing in this generation. Well, I think is so cool is for me, you know, I am, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not a huge podcast listener, but when there are people like your guests, and I think of a couple of the other podcasts, like the naked marriage is a marriage podcast that I follow and the Proverbs 31 ministries podcast. 
there are certain topics that get talked about where I'm like, I've really, I need some wisdom in that, or I I'm walking through this right now. And that's one thing that I think is so cool about the podcast world is it gives me the ability to feel like I'm sitting in your living room with you and a guest or whoever having a conversation that I might need some guidance walking through. And so I just think it's so cool that in this generation and having people of your age, people of my age, people in their mid thirties with teenage boys, you know, I'm able to have the wisdom of all of it. And I just love that I'm able to find things that truly suit what I'm walking through. Mm. Cause sometimes it can be hard if you're walking through a hard season and you grab your Bible and you're like, okay, what do you want me to do about this? And yes, he will lead us and honor that. But I can go listen to the Proverbs 31 ministries one. I was just listening on two word prayers. Mm. Well, there's scriptures mentioned in that, that then I can go to my Bible and sit with it, you know? And so it's like, they also are kind of like the starting block, I think mm, that's good to then God getting us in his word. And so I do just think it's such a cool way to help so many people get into God's word that does kind of meet their specific need to where they're at. Cause you can see it in the title. Right. Yep. So I love that. There's something very disarming about having a conversation. You know, if mm-hmm. people are intimidated by maybe walking into a church or listening mm-hmm. to a sermon, I think just, just have a conversation. Let's talk about these things that are yes. weighing on our hearts. What do we do when we're disappointed with God? Like you mm-hmm. walk that season. Well, how do we get these labels that stick to us off? You know, how do we show up? How do we keep mm-hmm. putting one foot in front of the other? And how do I believe for God's best, which are all, mm-hmm. you know, elements of what you kind of, you know, brought out today. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And I think if Paul was alive today or, you know, Peter, the disciples, I think they'd have a podcast, right? It'd be okay, like, okay. So it's so funny <laughs> you say that I was, somebody just recently asked me, they're like, okay, if you could, when we go to heaven, we're all in heaven. Would you pick Paul or Peter to have lunch with first? Ooh. I was like, I think Peter, <laughs> I feel like I love Paul's writing and I love all of those things. I'm like, I can so, uh, relate to some of Peter's disobedience. He's so impulsive, right? But he was, he got things done, you know what I mean? I also love the fact that the Bible doesn't shy away from even the, you know, just the good, bad, and ugly of stories. Mm -hmm. You know, it could be full Mm -hmm. of just all the highlight reel, like we try to put on our social media, but you know, it's, it's full of the moments that Peter messed up, that Mm -hmm. Paul was struggling, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that, that, that encourages us to walk through life honestly with the Lord and to just oh, amen. be honest with, with who we are, where we are with God. If you had not been honest with those feelings that you were mm-hmm, experiencing mm-hmm. that kind of snuck up on you in mm-hmm. spite of all the counseling, in spite of being prepared, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. of, you felt a little bit like that came by surprise. Yes. So I know people are going to want to connect with you. I want you to pray over us in a moment, but yes. Let us know how they can connect with you. I know you, you write a couple of places. Can you just kind of give us the, the ways and then I'll include that on my show notes for them too. Absolutely. So obviously we've talked about it. I have the living with less podcast. That's on all major podcast platforms, Apple podcast, Spotify, Google music, play those ones. And then I write every week on my own blog at Chelsea And then as I had said at the beginning, I write for I believe.com. Um, I do their devotional writing and then crosswalk.com. It's their daily prayer writing. So 
they're sprinkled all throughout there. It, that's actually been a sweet thing too. Cause you don't know when they're going to be published. It's like a little so Sundays I'll just see them pop up in my own email. I'm like, Oh, this is so fun. Um, and then I'm on Instagram. I'm not on any other social media platform. I am. I actually do think there is a living with less podcast and, um, Facebook page, but I'm not active on that. That's just so I can do like Facebook lives with other people, but you can connect with me on Instagram. That's at living with less podcast. I love Instagram. I love doing the stories and all of I that do stuff. Too. So. And, you, and her stories are great guys. You have to get on and watch her stories. You're just so real. And I so appreciate that about you. Like you get on there, you just, you just talk and you're yourself and there's, there's not pretense about you and it's very refreshing. And I so appreciate that inspires me. Mm-hmm. I think your voice is so needed in, in this, you know, the, the culture that we're living in, you're bringing a, mm-hmm. a voice of truth and honesty and, and refreshing vulnerability and, mm-hmm. and that it's completely interspersed with the word of God, just like you've done today. It's very evident mm-hmm. that that's your foundation. It's not just whatever thought pops in your head. It's Mm-mm. what does the word of God say yes. about this and how can I apply that? So thank you. Thank you for the voice that you are bringing yes. to the oh, table. I love it. And thank you for what you meant in my life. But mm-hmm. I just want to invite you to pray over our listeners, especially anyone yes. who may just be feeling, I don't know, maybe the enemy has made them feel second or they don't feel mm-hmm. worth, you know, God's best mm-hmm. for them. Thank mm-hmm. you for sharing that with us. I just pray that that's been freeing and liberating for someone to know that no matter what, anything they've gone through that they caused or something that happened to them, mm-hmm. that God, God's, like you said, Psalm 139, he wrote their mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful backdrop mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. a beautiful story. So mm-hmm. thank you so much, Chelsea, for being with us. And I would love for you just to pray over us. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Heavenly Father, first and foremost, I just want to thank you, God, for who you are. And Lord, secondly, who you say we are. God, you tell us that we are chosen and precious in your sight, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And wonderful are your works, and we celebrate that, Lord. God, I pray over everybody listening today, God, that they would just know, Lord, that you see them, you know them, you know what they're walking through right now, God, that there's nothing hidden from you. And Lord, I pray that that would bring them comfort and peace. Lord, I do just rebuke the enemy and rebuke his lies and his distractions, God. I just pray, Lord, that no weapon formed against them shall prevail. God, I just pray, um, again, just a blanket of peace over them. Lord, I ask, God, that you would just tangibly show them John 10, 27 in their life, Lord, that they would lean into Jesus and know that they know his voice. And God, if they don't know his voice yet, Lord, yet because they will. God, I pray that they will turn to you, surrender their life to you, Lord, and that they will just come to know your voice in the sweetest, most tender way, Lord. I pray a hedge of protection over all of the people listening. God, I pray a hedge of protection over the marriages, Lord, of the people who are listening. God, we know you are so for marriage. And Jesus, I just pray a hedge of protection over that unity. And I pray, God, that wherever there are things that are in the dark, Lord, that you would just bring them to the surface, God, because you call us children of the light. We are children of the day in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5. And I pray that we just walk that out. And Lord, that we would ultimately make our life matter for you and your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining our conversation. I'd love to stay connected. So be sure to visit AngelaDonatio.com for my books, blogs, and free goodies. And find me on Facebook at Angela Donatio VOV and Instagram at Angela Donatio. 
If you've been inspired to make life matter, leave a review and subscribe at iTunes, cpnshows.com, or anywhere you listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Until next week, let's keep discovering miracles in life's messy moments.